Welcome to the Sweet Sila Moments Podcast. We hope this little pause in your day refreshes and encourages you, friend. Let's take time to know God through His Word and love Him more and more. The Sweet Sila Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sila Ministries. Welcome to Episode 42, The Rewards of Stewardship. We are diving deep into parables this season, and today we're going to look at the rewards of good stewardship. Let's start with a simple definition. A reward is a thing given in recognition of one's service, effort, or achievement. I know rewards are nice to get at any age, but my kiddos love to earn rewards for extra things that need doing around the house. When I offer extra TV time or an extra dollar or two for vacuuming the stairs, suddenly they're all jumping up to do it. (laughs) Rewards really do make hard tasks more fun to tackle. I personally love kind words said to me. Words of encouragement is one of my love languages, and hearing my husband pray over supper and thank God for me and for the hard work I did that day to take care of them all, Aww. that just makes my day, Sharon. That is so sweet. <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> all the stress and hardships of the day seem to lighten after that. Maybe that's his brilliant plan each day to ease me into a better mood. Oh, it could be. <laughs> it seems to be working, too. It does. So that's He's smart. <laughs> How about you, Sharon? What are some of the rewards that have meant the most to you? Well, first of all, I love that Josh prays that for you in front of the girls. Yeah. So that what he's modeling for them is, you know, your mama works hard and we thank God for her. That's just, it's kind of Proverbs 31-ish. Your husband will praise you at the gates kind of thing. I know, it's so sweet. sweet. It just makes me feel seen. Like he he knew I had a frazzled day. Makes you feel seen. Yes. I like that. I like that. That's really neat. (laughs) And I just did a rewards thing with my grandchildren children this year. I love the Psalm 23, the shepherd's Psalm. And I memorized it as a little girl. And whenever I'm scared or whenever I don't know what to pray, I can even pray through the the shepherd's Psalm. Like, Lord, you are my shepherd. Thank you for that. You know, and just kind of pray it. So I suddenly decided that my grandchildren should memorize it (laughs) now, you know. (laughs) So I offered them $10 if they could recite the Shepherd's Psalm for me. And then every time I see them for the next couple of years afterwards, five bucks if they can still say it. Wow. I know. That's a great deal. You're not kidding. Can I learn it too for you? (laughs) (laughs) They totally ate it up. And so they've all recited it, even the five-year-old, even, yeah, she's five, even the five-year-old and said it perfectly. And so I feel like this was sort of Easter for me this year. They didn't get Easter eggs. They they got 10 bucks. And a whole passage of scripture that they and know forever. And they got that. So yeah, so really rewards are fun. And they shoot, are. what better way to spend $10? Right. You know, Easter Bunny, memorize the psalm. So I feel really good about it. That's a good one. <laughs> so okay, what kind of rewards have I had? Well, typical things like I had Best Penmanship Award in Ooh. third grade, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, but words are mine, too. Words mm. reward me. The other day, one of my daughters told me I was her hero. Oh, Sharon. And I was not always a great mother, and I could list for you some things that make me the anti-hero in a daughter's <laughs> life. <laughs> so for her to say that, and for her in her graciousness to mm. remember the good parts, yeah, boy, oh, boy. That just fills my heart with, Absolutely. you know, so much joy. It really does. So, and I also, I'm kind of weird like this. I like to self-reward. 
because I don't like house cleaning. We were just talking yes. about that before the <laughs> podcast began. So, but one does have to house clean whether one wants to or not. Sadly. So I will talk to myself and I will say, all right, Sharon, if you will spend half an hour in the kitchen and do the following chores, you may sit and have a cup of tea and your book. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, Really? And then I'll say, yes, I know, this is odd. But it gets me motivated. So then (laughs) I do my my cleaning, and then I'm like, oh, now tea in a book. Because it's strange, but that is the best reward you could ever give me. But it works for you. It It works for me. It gets you to the hard thing. Yes, it does. Rewards motivate. They just do. So, okay. So I've noticed over my life that God also blesses us when we labor for him in really interesting and fun ways, not expected ways, but just fun ways. And I've shared some in the podcast before how um, when Ray took his job as Christian school teacher, we had, we dropped $40,000 a year in income. That's a lot of money. And yet we kept getting free vacations. Like one of them was an orange juice can you know, on the back of it, you you look to see if you won a, a bed and breakfast vacation. Yeah. We did. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> so we went to Booth Bay That's Harbor. Amazing. It stayed in a lovely bed and breakfast for oh, the weekend funny. because of an orange juice can. Oh. But actually because of God. Yeah, because absolutely. he he <laughs> blessed our decision to make a whole lot less money. Yeah. And I I couldn't demand it of him and I didn't know when it was going to happen, but randomly mm-hmm. we would have blessing poured out on us and we never lacked. It just never lacked. So God does reward. He really does. So, okay. Well, enough about that. Let's talk about good (laughs) stewardship because God rewards good stewardship. So let's start with a definition. Nicole, what in the world is stewardship? What is stewardship? Well, by definition, stewardship means utilizing and managing all resources God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. So stewardship acknowledges in practice that we do not have the right of control over ourselves or our property. God has that control. So a steward is someone who manages the possessions of others. So clearly we are not the owners of what we are overseeing if we are called the stewards. Correct. And of course, we really own nothing in the sense that God gave us our brains. God gave us everything we have because he made it all. So yeah, it's all on loan to us. The way we steward what he has given us makes all the difference. So we're going to read a parable about good stewardship and look at our own lives. And we're going to ask the questions, how are we stewarding stewarding (laughs) our time, our money, our talents, and our possessions? Those are going to be our questions today Mm -hmm. because all of those are areas where we're given something by God, and we ought to be using it for mm-hmm. him. And we're going to look at how we're doing at that. Well, this parable is sobering. Mm-hmm. So let's transition to our Sela moment and read Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And Nicole, why don't you start off with verse 14? All right. This is the parable of the three servants. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. 
But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from the servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into utter darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, that part's hard. I don't want to go there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound nice. (laughs) Well, I I think it's fascinating that um, the master says you were, you know, doing well with a small amount because in my mind, this wasn't a small amount. The bags Mm. of silver were originally called talents in the the Greek, and a talent or bag of silver was worth $16,500 in February 2016. So that's, that's a lot, lot of money. Yeah. So let me <laughs> translate this for us. The master gave five bags, or he gave $67,500 oh, wow. to one guy, two bags, or $27,000 to another, and one bag, or $13,500 to the last. This wasn't tiny. These amounts were big. That's a lot of money. At least it sure is for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a small amount. Like, here's $100. I know it. What you can do Just with it. <laughs> so stunning. And yet he says, now you're going to have more. Like, wow. what I give you is piffle compared to what I'm going to give you. Hmm. And I think that's kind of a hint of heaven hmm. to us. So anyways, let's dissect this parable a little bit and figure out how it applies to us. Nicole, why were they given this money? Well, he was going on a trip. So he probably wanted them to conduct his business for him while he was away, maybe, and try to increase his finances. Um, It is interesting that he divided it in proportion to their abilities. So I think he was also testing them and their work ethic or worth as a servant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm intrigued by the time they had in which to invest and improve on it. Because verse 19 says, after a long time, their master returned from his trip. So it, they weren't expected to do great things with the money in a week. Right. They had a <laughs> <laughs> Gave a little Should bit of time little to awkward. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps they even had a few years. We don't know. So oh, that's true, yeah. Well, what we're going to do is look at our four categories of what we steward. 
Time is a variable. You probably have more time left, for example, than I do. One never knows, but you know, I'm 63. I'm running out of time here. That's okay. (laughs) I get to go there and have eternity. Money's also a variable. Ray and I are only supporting Bella, our little 13-pound puppy. puppy. Actually, she's 15 pounds. She gained two pounds. Oh my. She's on a diet. But anyways... (laughs) She's that's all we have to that's all we have to steward right now with money. You and Josh have four kiddos plus your puppy. So the money we have is going to be different. Yeah. It's a variable. Um, that would apply to our possessions and talents as well. So this really fits the parable. God assigns each steward different amounts of silver, and each is expected to work with what they have. Mm. You have a different amount of time to give because of all your children than I do. And what he expects from you and what he expects from me are different things. It's what do we do with what we've got? Mm. I love that. I love that his praise for the steward who doubled two talents was actually exactly the same words as for the steward who doubled the five talents, they each worked hard and utilized what they were giving wisely. So, That's same true. thing. Neat. Yeah. yeah. So, Nicole, as you look at the two good guys in our story, what other lessons can we learn from them, and what's their reward? Yeah. They seem to have the courage to get right to work with what he had entrusted to them. Um, I mean, we didn't really see too much of a timeline, but it seems like they just went right, right ahead and work. got to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, they made the most of his money and time. Um, the reward was even better than what they had first been given. He gave them high praise, more responsibility, and trust. And it looks like they had a party at the end. <laughs> I'm just so stunned by how many parties there are. There's a lot of parties in the Yes, <laughs> Yes, there are. You lose the coin. The woman finds the coin. She has a party. Yeah. You lose the lamb. You find the lamb. You have a party. <laughs> Your prodigal son comes home. <laughs> There's parties every time a sinner repents. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And when we steward our time and our money and the things that God gives us wisely, he celebrates. Yeah. I think that's so neat. God is is a joy God. Sometimes Mm. um, we forget that. Yeah. That he is a source of joy and uh, those that know him and love him can kind of get filled up with it. That's true. Which I really like. So. All right, so now, though, we're going to look at the bad guy. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) He did nothing with what he was given. Mm. Now, he wasn't wicked in that he didn't go out and spend it on himself. Right. Right? But he also didn't take what was given to him and use it for the good of his master, and it Mm. wasn't his money at all. It was master's money. So I also find his opinion of his master disturbing on what he says. So, Nicole, what were his thoughts about the master? He said he was a harsh man, and he said he gathered what he didn't plant, um, and he harvested what he didn't cultivate. So it sounds like a pretty like ruthless businessman or like a big wig on Wall Street or something nowadays. You know, like not someone you'd want to cross. <laughs> yeah, and that just doesn't sound like God no. or like the Master. The Master trusted them with a lot of money, yeah. and then just let them. He didn't even have somebody supervising them. That's true. Right? Yeah. And he said, go, you know, invest it. And then we see who the master is by the way he responded when he got back. Yes. There was equal praise for the two-talent guy and the five-talent guy. He didn't show favoritism there at all. And Mm. if this one-talent guy had just done something with it, you know, I bet even if he'd lost the money but had tried, Mm. he probably would have still got a party, right? Right. Because he would have tried. He would have done something, right? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he didn't even put it in the bank. Right. He just hit it in a hole. What is that? Yeah, that's So I feel like he couldn't have known the Mm. master well. And um, he was making excuses or he was just justifying. Mm. Um, He had the total wrong idea 
about his master, and that was really sad. That is. Yeah, yeah, and we can do that if we don't know God. We can have the whole wrong idea about him. Right. We can, um, one thing that I've noticed is people that have bad fathers, mm. you know, really mean ones, yeah. or distant fathers, or erratic fathers, yeah. can get the wrong impression of God as father because their only reference point of father is their own. And the heavenly one, the earthly one isn't very good. Yeah. 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 It is tough. It is hard sometimes to separate um, preconceived notions about God from who he really is. Right, right. He really is. And this guy basically got it wrong. Right. Well, maybe he wasn't working. Like, I feel like if you have a job, you try to build a relationship with your boss and get to know them so that you can serve them better and work as a team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't working with the right intentions. If he didn't really know him and said, well, you're just a harsh man that does this and does that, you know, maybe he just didn't try to um, really get to know him and he be a good He probably didn't. Yeah. He probably skulked around and hid from him. Right. Isn't that right. sad? It is. He oh missed out on so much. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that too. We can get all judgy. Oh yeah. Before we know a person. <laughs> so, wow. All right. Well, we're going to finish this chapter now because these last verses, although they're not actually an official explanation from Jesus Mm. as to what the parable means, they really do flesh it out for us, especially helping us understand that doing nothing with what God has given us does not impress him. Mm. (laughs) In fact, we're in big trouble if we do nothing with all he has given us. So, Nicole, start us off um, with the next section. All right. Matthew 25, starting at verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I, whoops, your turn. I'm just so excited about <laughs> I know, that. That's I a good start. <laughs> for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will, will, will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you did not feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? Then he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, Mm -hmm. but the righteous will go into eternal life. Oh boy. So now we have it. The goats in this story did not necessarily kick the hungry 
or the thirsty when mm-hmm. they were down. Right. They didn't shove the stranger into a ditch or feed the sick poison. Mm-hmm. They weren't actively evil That's in that true. way. Yeah. However, by ignoring the needs of those they saw, they ignored Christ and all the work he had done for them to do, or mm-hmm. he had had for them to do. Like the bad servant who clearly did not know his master well, so those who ignore the hurting ones do not know their master Jesus well, mm-hmm. who always stopped and helped the hurting. Even like when he was on the way to heal the boy that was dying and the woman yes. touches his garment. He stopped. He stopped. Yeah. And he was like in a hurry. There's mm-hmm. somebody dying over here. <laughs> So he always stopped, and, and so we're supposed to do that too. Mm. Charles Wendell has this great quote. I love my Charles Wendell study Bible Aww. so much. Here's the latest <laughs> Charles Wendell quote that I love. There is no heavenly reward for doing great things for great people. Hmm. That is not something that will capture God's attention. Something happens, however, when you stoop and take time to care for those who can do nothing mm. for you in return. That's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? It's a good reminder. Yes. It's much easier to help someone that you know is going to help you back. Right, right. At some point, right? I got your back. You got mine. Yes. Cool. <laughs> but helping someone that uh, is in such a place that they may never do anything nice back for you, yeah. you're doing it for him. Absolutely. You're doing it for him, and that's what God wants us to see. So, okay. So now... We, we, we really want to be the ones that do. Yes. You know, we're not saved by doing. We're saved by His grace. Mm-hmm. But the result of that saving is a desire to be like our master. So let's look at these categories and ask ourselves how we can invest time, money, possessions, and talents in these particular situations. That'd be good. Let's start <laughs> with the hungry. Hmm. How do we steward our time, money, da 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 to help the hungry. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, our church is really good with that. We have we have a new pop-up food pantry that we can I bring I love that. To. Yeah. Yes. My girls keep around, oh, we got to bring in food. I love that. They're excited about it. Um, we can volunteer at House of Hope, which is a local mm-hmm. food place, or mm-hmm. donate food. Um, or if you know someone in your neighborhood, I think being involved in our community and knowing what's happening around us can help us be aware of who has needs and be yes, able to meet them. You know? I agree. If they're not involved in a church or whatever. Right, care right. And it's one of the neat things about being part of a church family. Yeah. Your money goes further because you pool it together, mm. and then you also have wise people making good decisions about how to spend it. I yeah. love that. It's so nice. I really do. And, um, and then we send to overseas missionaries, and we yes. do things with our church that way as well. And yeah. So anyways, there's lots of ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Can, can you or I single-handedly feed the hungry of the oh world completely and make all their bellies full? No. <laughs> Not even close. Right. <laughs> can we help? Mm. Yes. Yes, we can. Absolutely. So I think kind of the same for the thirsty. Yeah. But I'd also like to twist that just a tiny bit and because God's sort of thirst for him. Yeah. So how do we steward our time, money, blah, 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 blah mm-hmm. um, and help those that are thirsty for God? Mm. How do we do that? I think we'd use 
time and maybe talent. So you could do a Bible study or just take the time to sit with a friend or a neighbor or someone you know that is thirsty for God. So yes. time seems like a very valuable resource lately. It so does, doesn't it? But yeah. even just sitting down for a little bit with someone answering those questions about God, like that's that's a real gift. It's a huge gift. Yeah. It is, absolutely. And then again, church enables us to support vacation Bible schools yes. and support missionaries and things like that. But I agree, in our own backyard as well, yeah. we need to be looking for who's thirsty. Every two or three years, I have a Bible study in my neighborhood. Oh, nice. And it's called Christianity Explained, and it yeah. simply explains Christianity. And that is That's a little a way idea. to yeah. try to find the thirsty, yeah. you know, because they're the ones that come. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, okay. That's How about the stranger? Hmm. Well, you could take time to show them kindness. I think so time again, probably there. And then introduce them to friends, invite them to church. Yeah, 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 I agree. Little things like that. And also just noticing, like if somebody drops all their packages in the grocery store, yeah. it's a little thing, but help them pick it up. Mm. Although during COVID, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't think that was like <laughs> kindness. This is such a weird time we're living in right now. It is a weird time. <laughs> Although I had a lady chase me out of the Aldi the other day with a little bag of chips she thought I had dropped, and she and her leg was in a cast, and she was what? hobbling along. No kidding. And I was like, I didn't have the heart to tell her that it wasn't my <laughs> bag of chips. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. She said, I saw you drop this. I wanted to give it back to you. And I said, thank you so much. And then my Whoa. girls were like, Mom, she's so nice. She must love Jesus. I'm like, well, maybe she does. Maybe she does. <laughs> I can't quite it. Yes, but that's such a good example. Yeah. We should have an eye to the stranger. Because look as what well. that did for us. That yes. little act just, you know, made our day beautiful. Free bag of chips. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I also think of the stranger and the next one, the naked, yeah. um, as refugees as well. Oh, uh, yes. You know, and how do we support those that have been thrown out of their homeland? Yeah. And no, one of nothing. our missionaries. Heather mm. in our church works with refugees in Cyprus, and so um, a lot of our money and stuff goes there yes. to help the stranger and the naked one. That's right? wonderful. So, and that's where possessions comes in too. Possess, you know, because we're to steward our possessions. Yes. Yep. Right. We, we can, can do give clothing. Yep. We can donate extra. You know, I don't know. Plates and cups for right. people that don't have much, whatever. Yeah. Someone after so. a fire or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah after a fire, any... bringing stuff, yep. bringing your extra coats, right? things like that. Mm. We need to steward them. That doesn't mean we hoard them all. Yeah. It means that we're sharing. Mm. So, yeah. How about the sick, Nicole? There's the, the next sick. one. Sick. Um, send them, drop them off some soup. <laughs> Give them soup. <laughs> Give them soup. <laughs> send, or send flowers or a card. Yeah. I know now again with COVID, you can send things though. There's so many neat little, right. Right. you can send like a tin of cookies to mm-hmm. someone through a website. Yeah. So Sometimes even a thought, a phone yeah. call, a text. I was know. just going to say that. Even a text. Yeah. Something that says, I remember that you're sick. Yes. I have a friend that just had surgery and texted her and said, praying for you, just so she knows. We haven't forgotten. We were praying on your surgery day. And that's so sweet. When you're sick, sometimes you feel like the world has moved on without you. You're just dying in bed. (laughs) No one cares. It's so, so neat. It does feel good to have that little text. (laughs) And then the imprisoned. How Mm. do we help the imprisoned? My goodness, this is a long list. I know. Um, I haven't done much to help the imprisoned, but my dad, when I was a little girl, he used to have a prison ministry and he'd go in and talk to the prisoners and read scripture with them and do little Bible studies. So, um, I could support him in his going to the prison. I don't think I'm called to go to the prison. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's okay. I mean, we, we could not sleep doing all the things. Mm. I think the important thing and the message Jesus is saying here is when we see a need, yeah. And we have the resources where to meet it. 
Absolutely. We just are. Well, the cool thing is, we've talked about we give money to a church, and the church has these different places because we can't do it all. We rely on each other, brothers and sisters. You might research and know a fantastic organization. I may not have the time, but I have the money. Right. You might have more time than money. So it's just so cool how we can all work together to fulfill so many more needs than one person on their own. I love it. I really do. I love that about being a part of a church. So here's a plug. (laughs) Find a church. Go to church. wonderful place. Okay. Well, now let's get back to the reward part of stewardship again. The reward for stewarding our time, money, possessions, and talents is huge. Mm. We get to celebrate with a master, number one. That's going to be some party celebrating. (laughs) Number two, we are welcomed into God's forever kingdom, Mm. eternal life. Oh, hello. That's pretty good too. (laughs) And we have to just put a caveat in here. We're not welcomed in because we fed the poor were welcomed in because of God's grace in saving us. Mm. But the result of a genuine conversion is a desire to make the master happy. So it it comes from our salvation, but it's, we don't do it to get salvation. That's just kind of an important point there. (laughs) Okay. And number three, interestingly, it seems like we're going to have responsibilities of some kind in heaven Mm. and $67,500 will be nothing you know, I mean, you know, with all that, that the five talent guy had, the master said, well, with that small amount, now you get something bigger. Make, yeah. I have no idea what God's going to ask us to do in heaven. I know. It's I can't even imagine. About. I, I just don't know. But somehow there's going to be a reward and it's going to be really big. Wow. And we're probably going to be very humbled by it because we're going to say, but actually we couldn't have done anything we did without you. Right, but right? you did this through me. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So. It'll be super exciting to see. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm really curious about heaven. When I first heard someone talk that we might have jobs or responsibilities there, that just makes it even more intriguing. I am really excited to get to heaven to find out, you know, what, what God has for us up there too. Yes. It's going yeah, <laughs> to be fun. It yeah. just is. Okay, one teensy parable we're going to squish in at the end because it talks about not hoarding. So Nicole, mm. would you read Luke 12, 16 through 21 before we close? Yes. Um, Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Mm, Let's pray. Oh, Father, we come back to relationship with you again and again and again. You want us to know you. You want us to know you as a good master. Father, we want to work for you because you are good and because we want to be like you. So help us not to hoard, but to share generously from our time and our money and our possessions. All we have, Lord, is yours. Teach us how to be good stewards. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us as we looked at God's deep compassion for the hurting among us. Let's all be very grateful for all we've been given and seek God on how we would share it with others in the weeks and years ahead. One thing you could do for us that would help tremendously and would only cost you a couple of minutes of your time, write a review for us on your favorite podcast app. 
When you review us, it helps us get seen by more people. To learn more about our podcast and our needs, visit us anytime and comment at sweetsela.org slash podcast. Next week, join us for episode 43. We are calling it Be a Part of the Harvest. Have a sweet week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. Sweet Zela Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Zela Ministries. More information about the Sweet Zela Moments podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetzela.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us for Sweet Zela Moments, sweetzela.org. Thank you.